Hello everyone, welcome to Cricket with an Accent. This is your host Saqib Ali and today we will be looking back at some of the very in- interesting moments that may have shaped Indian national team eventually but the path is or the playing ground is the Ferocia Kotla, the Delhi Ranji and I have someone very knowledgeable and very apt to unfold all these memories for us and uh, again I don't want to uh, try to introduce someone who's been doing this for so long so it's an absolute honor for me to welcome you know known cricket writer uh, Mr. Vijay Lokapalli to the show and uh, welcome to the show sir how are you? Thank you very much, Sakeb. I'm very honored. It's my pleasure to speak with you. And it's uh, I'm looking forward to you coming back so that we can go around in the lanes of Old Delhi someday. Sure, uh, that will be something, you know. Uh, I, I would definitely look forward to and that's already an added item on my to-do list when whenever I'm in Delhi next. It's been so long. and uh, But no, I mean, uh, you, you are too kind uh, for saying all these things, but absolutely it's an honor for me and most fans like myself from my generation who will listen to this and relive or learn or unlearn some of the things because that's what these conversations are. Like we were talking on the phone yesterday and, you know, I won't bring everything that we talked about on the phone, but yeah, that's the vantage point of someone who's seasoned, who's, who's, who's at the action, you know, ground like yourself. And then someone who's changing, you know, channels with the remote like me. So there's a gap and, you know, I'll try to like narrow that gap for people who are listening today. And I think that's this opportunity. But for someone who's young, they they probably know your name. I don't want to discount youth and their knowledge. But uh, give us a few minutes of this journey. When did it start for you? Were you always aiming to be a cricket reporter? And, you know, how organic it was? Just just talk about that in the next few minutes. And then, you know, we'll get ready for the Bedis and the Gavaskars and, you know, what folds next. Yes, I mean, it. it I, as any young Indian of my generation, I would play a lot of cricket and football. And then there was this test match which happened in Delhi in 1969. And uh, my mother, uh, I, uh, she gifted me a ticket to a test match. So that really hooked me on to uh, the game because she knew I loved cricket. And there was this test match happening and and the season ticket was not cheap. Uh, It was, you know, it cost her some amount. It was from her savings. And because my Baba refused, he said, I can't afford this test match, uh, test match ticket. So that was the beginning. And then I was hooked on to the game. I would read newspaper reports, magazines. My father uh, would uh, get me uh, the Sports Week magazine at home. And then over a period of time, then I came, I was introduced to Sports Star and Sports World. Then as luck would have it someday, I was working with the Sports Star and the Hindu. So it was a long journey, very pleasant journey, very enjoyable, very memorable uh, I could do what I wanted to. That is, write about the sport I love and imagine, uh, Sakeb, getting to watch it, being paid to watch it. It was not just watching it because my office would send me send me all over the country, all over the world to report on cricket matches. So it was a wonderful journey. No, it's, it's, a, it's a dream come true. And, and most of us, you know, you know, it's not about comparison or complaining about where we are, but this is the life I think a lot of cricket fans look back and, you know, and, and marvel. And you and other voices or other columnists from your generation are, I think, very close to how I remember my cricket. You know, Mr. R. Mohan, Mr. Nirmal Shekhar, Rohit Brijnath Sahab, you, and there's so many others, you know, and even in the commentator box, because, you know, the mode of consumption was very limited. Doordarshan getting you the cricket match, transistor, pocket transistor was hit. You know, I always, you know, bring one to school. That, that I, I've mentioned that was my claim to fame. Senior boys would come to my class and borrow the transistor. 
and then you you wake up in the morning read you know these beautiful columns and scorecards and and, and what not so let me just go back there you know like uh, the elaborate on the first test match you know just give us uh, what teams were those and what do you remember do you remember any scorecard do you remember you know how that match or how that session unfolded just give us take us back in the memory oh. lane for that day till a few years ago <clears throat> i would remember i could reel off the scorecard to you if you wanted but uh, what has happened is in the last couple of years my memory has been eroded by the number of medicines i take for my sugar and uh, blood pressure but i remember the match vividly i remember two i would love to recall one particular uh, memory because i've shared it in one of my podcasts earlier you know i was sitting there and then you won't believe those were great days um, i would report at the ground at 6 in the morning because the queues would start at 5 but since i was so young they would let me grab the seat i would go and take the front seat just near the railing so uh, two memories I, i would love to share uh, one of course watching keith stackpole ian chapel bill lorry ajit wadikar gunapa vishnath you know bishan uh, singh bedi and and all great characters from that era you know um, uh, I, i alan colony i remember uh, their fast bowler subrata guha from india i had never seen so bowls anyone bowl so quick Uh, with Nikhil Rai as as those Australian fast bowlers and and Guha, but there was one particular I think was it the second day I don't remember Paul Sheehan was the batsman he played a cover drive and the ball came right onto the trailing and Tiger Patodi was chasing it from his cover position and I just put my hand through the railing and as he came I tossed the ball to him and he held it and doffed his hat. I can never ever forget that scene. You know, till I die, I will carry the memory. No, and that... I have told that I have told that to Patodi Saab so many times. He said, "Yar, chodo yar." मुझे याद नहीं है मैंने कहा सर मुझे तो याद है ना तो मैं जब जब भी आपसे मिलूँगा मैं आपको वही कहानी सुनाऊँगा. And there was this. Then I saw what uh, a person standing, feeling on the boundary, and once in a while he would dip into his pocket and pop something into his mouth. <laughs> I I asked him, "क्या है? हमको भी दो." then he came and gave me one elaichi you know he was popping elaichi once in a while so he gave me the elaichi i didn't have it i just kept it in my pocket brought it home and showed it to my mother so but cricket in terms of cricket it was a fantastic cricket match bill lorry had made a made an made a statement saying that they would finish the game in four days and go fishing in the yamuna in fact they didn't go fishing but after losing the game they mm-hmm. lost in four days yeah india won the test match uh mr wadikar got a 91 mr vishwanath got a 44 not out i remember and uh, and there was so there were so many fond memories i would every evening i would come back and narrate the day's play to my mother and you know what she would say why don't you write it down so i would write down in whatever 50 50 60 words i saw in my this thing and for quite few years uh she preserved those papers and then they were lost in transition so uh i have very fond memories though that test match Uh, Sakib was the foundation on which my career was uh, has grown, and of course, I'm re- eternally grateful to my mother because she was the one, honestly, who introduced me to cricket. She never watched it in the on the ground. She had she would listen to the commentary, and uh, she would wait for me to come back and narrate the story. So that was how that is how it was. No, this is this is a great anecdote, great story. I mean, if we can end the podcast now, I think I've achieved already something because. maybe maybe other listeners of yours know this but uh, yeah this is this is fantastic you know that pass, passing the ball to uh, patodi and then him yeah. 
I mean, come on, that's you could you could send, <laughs> you could go sell this to Bollywood. Maybe they can use it in some movie. That's just like that kind of a that yes. kind of a little uh, details. Wow. Yes, yes. So again, you know, so writing was organic. I guess your mom's advice, uh, you know, stayed with you, and then the small, you know, note keeping became you know something big. So how did the opportunity at, at the Hindu or the Sports Star come about? Was that something you had to wait for a long time? Was it purely accidental? So <laughs> were you? So, excuse me. Live, live through that memory, and then we'll we'll get to the crux of it, which is you know your actual cricket reporting. Yeah. And, you know what you're going to share with the listeners. Oh yes, I I grew up in a neighborhood where I have I had thirty friends. You know, every evening we would have a test match, and on holidays we would have four four test matches. So, uh, it was uh, what an what 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 an ambience it was to grow up with them, and my childhood friend, uh, he is the one who has who has backed me. all my life stood by me was mohammed uh, he himself is a fantastic uh, football commentator he has done quite a few olympics and asian games and commonwealth games and saqib aapko yaad hai apna ambedkar stadium delhi mein for 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 26 years non stop ghos has done the commentary of the final of the durand and uh, uh, durand football tournament and the sour of the football tournament what a what a fabulous record to be proud of so he was the one he said yaar chitthi likhte hain paper ko so tu likh de teri english achhi hai then i would write it i would write letters to the newspapers when bishan singh bedi sir retired i i noticed that you know i could do i could have done better so i wrote a long letter which was published by the patriot newspaper and also indian express used it but patriot used it as an article and mr bedi on reading it gave a note to the sports editor who passed it on to me and i still have it um, i wish i wish next time i'll i'll show you the letter i preserved it uh, and that letter was just like the ticket which my mother bought for me it was it triggered um, my aspirations to write my connection with the game and uh, as uh, uh, over the years i came i came in contact with bedi sir learned the game from him and uh, he has guided me right through my career and from there from patriot i started writing doing doing freelancing and then i did uh, sports coverage for them i covered the 1982 asian games for the patriot newspaper and then 85 uh, ranji trophy final my sports editor mr pvr menon he was very kind enough he says you go and cover this ranji final in mumbai and uh, and then of course uh, 1986 when the hindu was launching in new delhi um, they invited a lot of people to uh, join but uh, Uh, i'm grateful to mr kp mohan uh, he was very keen and uh, so that's it i joined the newspaper in 1986 1989 i got my first break went to lahore for a one day match again kp mohan was to go he said no no let vijay go because he is more he is very enthusiastic cricket reporter and then two years two years later i went to made a trip to sharjah my debut at sharjah in 1991 again kp mohan was to go he said no no let vijay go because he is doing very well nobody would do that sakib koi karega aise india ke newspaper mein aapko cricket ke assignment milti hai and you give it to your junior you no no let him go because he loves cricket so that is how it took off 91 i did i did good job so that's what the office felt in 1992 i went on my first big tour that was the historic trip to south africa so from there of course i mean it's been it's been a very it's been a very memorable journey for me yeah i've, I've listened to that with your podcast with sidvi on his show that was a great great episode and 
uh, and the idea was planted, you know, uh, and this podcast industry is funny too, because uh, in my limited exposure or, you know, this serious hobby, as I call it, I do take pride in my preparation. Uh, but I've met some wonderful people, you know, like yourself and Ayaz Saab and Sid V. And most of these people are very encouraging. You know, they see your interest. They've seen it all, but, you know, they, they don't mind connecting you to others. And that's how this podcast has stayed its course. But again, it's not about me. It's more about you. So I don't want to digress any further. So let's, uh, yeah, as a boy, you know, like uh, I, I'm from Delhi, but uh, the consumption wasn't really Ranji cricket. We would read about it. I had some friends who would go to the Kotla and watch some domestic games, uh, uh, you know, after school. I, I, I never went. I, the only game I think I saw was, uh, I think, in 87 or 88 when West Indies was there. They played uh, South Zone and we were there to see Azhar. And uh, Winston Benjamin got him out for a duck and we missed him. We were just giggling around and next thing you see, he's walking back. So, <laughs> so let's use Kotla as, you know, the main point uh, for this conversation. So what are your memories of the Kotla? You know, let's talk about that because us, for us, it was just a venue of test and ODIs, but it was also the home of the Delhi team. So just talk us about your first experience in Kotla and, you know, uh, what association do you have with some of the great Ranji matches ever played there? in the 80s on your watch as a as a as a writer oh kotla was a wonderful destination for us to go um, uh, but uh, sakib in those times there was you had to buy a ticket and we couldn't afford to buy a ticket so there was this uh, gentleman who ran the scoreboard uh, aziz abbas uh, i forget his name so he would let us in through his house from the back door into the ground, just below the scoreboard, with the scoreboard still there. So it was um, a great, it was great fun to be able to watch a day's play without taking buying ticket. And uh, once I and a horse were caught, so we had to run from that place. And there was this gentleman who, who, who chased us, his name was Patak. And his job was to spot I, he had an amazing, he had an amazing knack of spotting people who had, who would have come in without ticket. I don't know if he read it on our face, you know, and he would, and then he chased us. And many years later, as a journalist, when I reminded him, he says, no, no, I going to journalist. So, uh, very, very fond memories. And then we would, you know, Sakib, nobody would stop us. I have gone and watched uh, teams practicing as a non-journalist, as a cricket fan, a Delhi team, visiting Bombay team, Kota number 2 may practice karte the, and you could go there and watch your watch your heroes at handshaking distance, you know. What a, what a privilege it was. Yeah. And uh, Kotla, yes, uh, many great uh, contests. Delhi, Bombay was always much looked after whenever it would happen. I think a couple of times we got to see that. And there was one uh, thing where uh, Kirti Azad was a friend of mine. Uh, we, we used to play together. And uh, that particular match, he got to 100 with three big hits against Padmakar Shivalkar. Only the other day, it's just a coincidence, Sakib, I was, I reminded him, he says, yeah, then I said, Sida chakka, fir mid-wicket pe chakka, fir sida chakka. Kata, nahi, 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 nahi. Mid-wicket pe chakka, fir sida dono chakki. So I said, yeah, we, I don't have evidence, you don't have evidence. So let us agree. I'll agree to what you are saying. Mid-wicket pe pehla chakka, but then, those, he went to his 100 in those three scoring shots. 
so against uh, shivalkar but it was a again i mean uh, it was a wicket which suited uh, kirthi and he was a big hitter so i have very memories of that match there was a game where uh, bedi sir got uh, mr gavaskar stumped and uh, that was a wonderful sight again and uh, the back kind of what kind two. of crowds were there when you know the, i'm sure uh, ranji was huge because when uh, national stars are on domestic duty i think that's how you build the sport now we don't get to see that i don't know if virat kohli or these guys will ever play for delhi because you know the schedules no. are so packed it's so demanding international cricket so talk us through the biggest rivalry i i know i cut you off there again you know should, no, no no fine yeah but uh, finish your thoughts but uh, and then segue into what gavaskar versus bedi meant for you before you even became a journalist and then how did you learn about that from the journalist circles delhi bombay match was a test match sakit and it was it was like a test match and uh, uh, you talked of crowd packed crowds almost packed crowd delhi bombay and then of course there were other games also when delhi would play punjab it was a, it was a zonal rivalry and delhi would often win i mean it was taken for granted but then there was some contest and then you would wait and watch uh, haryana games because kapil dev would come and bowl Kapil was a regular at these uh, Ranji Trophy matches. The best thing about these matches, Sakib, was that you could get to see international stars playing, and uh, because they took great pride in it. And uh, today, I will not blame Virat if he doesn't get to play Ranji Trophy because there is no time for him, like you said, such an a packed schedule. But uh, Gavaskar and Bishan Bedi, one would look forward to. Bishan Bedi and uh, Gunlapa Vishwanath, we would look forward to, and then of course Brijesh Patel, who 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 would murder any bowling in domestic cricket. He was uh, he, he was a ferocious batsman to watch against the spinners. More than his footwork, you know, his bat speed in those days was amazing. I mean, he could pick the length so quickly, and he would be in the best position to hit the ball. So these are some of my um, favorites. I would I would love to wait to watch Sandeep Patel twice. I watched him in action before I became a full-time journalist, and then of course uh, I had a very um, I had a very what should I say? I loved watching Goel Saab and Talwar Saab when Haryana played left-arm spinner, off spinner, you know, tying up the batsman and. Sp- spinning a web where they could like talwar saab he always gave his best against bombay imagine so which means obviously he had to be a good bowler um, domestic cricket uh, there were some classic uh, games and uh, like i said 1985 uh, when i went to bombay uh, delhi versus uh, delhi versus bombay it was the ranji trophy final a fabulous cricket match i mean all the stars were there from both the teams uh, so to me it was no less than a test match sakit I mean, you could just go. I could go on and on and on. Uh, but Ranji Trophy, uh, Ranji Trophy games, or Dulip Trophy games, or an Irani Cup match. I have pulled out scores of that match for you. Uh, I would love to describe that game. My God, what an awesome match it was! All right, so let's uh, hold that thought, and we'll come back to it. But uh, again, as you were speaking, you know, this idea got to me. I mean, we live in this internet age, and again, I'm not. I mean, I'm in my 40s, so I remember I relied heavily. on sports news and newspapers so what was uh, what was the schedule when when was the schedule published like for a ranji game when did you know like bombay is coming to town so how far in advance were you or the youngsters of that era were aware and how did you plan to get tickets uh, when were the tickets available because you know we live in this you know phone era now everything is a click away from watching the best movie to get tickets to the next match and i'm sure it's same everywhere in the world and not it's not too distant past when you know we were all standing outside box offices to 
get film tickets or movie tickets so talk about the the ranji schedule how was it published and when in advance you know you had to you know okay start saving money i don't want to put words in your mouth but yeah uh, talk us through as a youngster when uh, bombay was coming to town and you know let's relive that memory through your recollection yes see you right about uh, us saving money but saving money was not for ranji trophy matches because there we would sneak in from one door or another or scale the walls saving money was to buy our uh, cricket gear for the season we used to play a lot of cricket so ball khareedne ke liye paise jama karte the because that was the biggest challenge balls would get lost and then you had to have at least two 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 to three balls for every season and we would somehow manage with it and saving money was for cricket matches uh, for playing cricket matches and then uh, you talking of schedule it used to be published in the papers and uh, from the newspapers we would gather okay this this, this is the match coming up because there would be these previews by uh, cricket writers and that is what would attract us and uh, we had a couple of friends who kept track of uh, these games faridabad mein koi match hai rohtak mein match hai once we went to rohtak to watch a cricket match kotla mein match hai there was you know saket there were games at the palam ground there were games at the army headquarters ground uh, if you remember it was a very quaint little place where uh, cricket watching was a brilliant what a great experience it was there were no stands you had to sit on the lawns so um, uh, army headquarters uh, race course ground that was uh, was again uh, a great attraction but season uh, planning was difficult because you never knew which team was going to come so we you had to follow the newspaper reports and uh, like i said uh, you would get to know at least four days in advance okay this match is coming up so we would plan plan accordingly and saturdays and sundays often would be the best days to go there other days you wouldn't mind bunking school and um, uh, i'll quickly narrate one incident uh, uh, which i don't know if you if you've heard it before there was this delhi karnataka match where brijesh patel played a shot and i and my friend devendra mittal his name is he was again near the boundary that that uh, railing so we were sitting there and the ball came i mean he he ran to the direction of the ball picked it up and then i just heard bhag vijay you know what he did he fled with the cricket ball of the match he ran and my god he was such an athlete he ran away with the ball of the match and i didn't realize what to do i slowly i walked i knew what he has done what he had done i quietly walked up to the gate and then i also ran yeah and I mean, that was smart on your part you know you don't want oh to oh my god that <laughs> yes 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 then we met somewhere and then we played and just see the first match we played with that ball Uh, at the agcr ground at ito it went into a nala and the ball was lost so karma yes so, yeah. <laughs> karma, yes. so <laughs> was it yeah. sg ball what kind of ball it was no i don't remember the, it no it, there was no sg those days i okay. think it was um, kimti i think it was kimti if i remember right so <laughs> it was wonderful but uh, what i'm saying is there are many stories of uh, i there was one story of a match where we used to jump from ambedkar stadium to kotla you know there was this uh, wall so you would cut, cr- uh, cross over to the uh, go to the scoreboard and then from jump and then grab the kotla wall so they all jumped i also jumped i fell now oh. and i was taken to uh, uh, irvin hospital i went landed up in uh, with with um, uh, a fracture in my legs plastered 
and i went home in an auto rickshaw when my father came to pick me up so that was no ticket and then of course cricket was ruled out for the season it was a uh, one harrowing experience you know slipping down the wall and landing on my on, on the ground good i think 10 feet below so uh, i have some great memories of rosha kotla i think i spent half my life at the kotla either watching cricket practice or watching a cricket match or attending a press conference or going and spending time at a cricket cricket camp with all these cricketers and that's how they became my friend and we were good friends despite having disagreements arguments i have criticized them also but i they i have loved their friendship absolutely i think that's uh, i think that's that's a space you know where reporters and cricketers and i think we can get into this uh, in the second part of uh, this episode because uh, that ties in with what i have in mind and we had discussed so i think that will be some cold memory so let's uh, stay on mr bedi for few more minutes yeah so his rivalry with gavaskar is very well documented you can google and still find some great anecdotes they have a lot of respect but uh, if you want to yes. share you know how the rivalry shaped the future of uh, delhi cricket especially because bombay had a great history and under bedi's watch i think uh, delhi reached four ranji finals and won two titles so let's uh, look at through that prism you know what stood out and then uh, did he, you see that yeah. carry over when you were reporting you know like he had built a culture in delhi yes to you know have teams that will come in the future yeah yes see he himself he was not a delhi man he came from amritsar that is he came out he came from punjab to delhi he he worked with the bank and then he raised a team to beat bombay that was his dream so he got mohindra manna surinder manna madanlal came from amritsar to delhi and uh, chetan chauhan he brought chetan chauhan from maharashtra to delhi so that is how he raised the team and um, in his team were very youngsters also kirti azad kp bhaskar ajay sharma all them all of them were they drew inspiration from bishan singh bedi uh, surender khanna was one of them i mean he would give his life for mr bedi and um, uh, uh, so that is how he drilled into them that you have it in you to beat bombay and if you beat bombay you can beat any team in the world and that is what they did if you remember uh the the ranji trophy title in 1779 where um, everyone played a role uh the, the first time delhi won the ranji trophy title at bangalore where surender khanna the scoreboard will tell you century in each innings right but it was splendid teamwork there was a gentleman called rakesh shukla much underrated but fabulous cricketer he could bat he could bowl and you know he was a good close in fielder also he was stout but uh, he was a fantastic cricketer so bedi sir had this quality to mold the team integrate the seniors and the juniors get the best out of them because he read the game so beautifully you know he was a fantastic student of the game and he continues to be so when we when we talk i realize you know then then he wants to know uh, vijay what is there what what about this boy have you seen this boy how good is he how how, how i mean do you think he last five seasons in domestic cricket so he would he will judge his cricketer whether he can last five years in domestic cricket with consistent performances and that is what he told his teammates and he was such an influential inspirational figure he would he would set examples and uh, he would his preparations his homework his study on each each member of the team was uh, was i mean i must tell you you can you can do a case study on bedi sir on how 
he he raised a cricket a match winning team a champion team and everyone today from mohinder from sorinder from madanlal from kirti azad you know they owe it to him and even kapil dev kapil dev uh, he was from the north and he was bishan bedi's first captain kapil dev says i mean he says my sashtang namaskar to bedi sir because he was the one who taught us to win taught us to back ourselves Uh, because those days you know you would take it for granted are bapre bombay oh gavaskar oh wadikar oh wingsarkar you know but bedi told them that you are as good if not bigger than you are as good as them and uh, that is what has stayed that legacy he passed on to uh, later team when he coached them became a selector then he became mentor to many of them uh, uh, they would always go to bedi sir and he would be always willing to welcome them with open arms in his house spent hours with them with the spinners manindra singh remember sahul sangvi uh, murthy karthik and sunil joshi would fly down from bangalore before the season to learn lessons from bedi sir in later years so he has been an amazing inspirational figure yeah he's given back so much to the sport i mean whatever i've read about him he seems like one fascinating character of the game that really is uh, you know in more isolation than you know the rest of the superstars yes. uh, So let's uh, let's stay on that uh, uh, rivalry here. And again, this is not an original question. A lot of people have probably asked you this, and a lot of people have asked this to other people. But uh, it's it's fascinating how Delhi conquered Bombay. You know, these stories are making me think. You know, what happens in sports leagues? Not because cricket was always nation versus nation. You know, the the plot was always changing. We're playing Pakistan now, but you don't pay them for three years, and vice versa. but delhi versus bombay this reminds me of the nba how you know the two teams go at it every year and then you know the second team disposes the first team and, and the journey is it's quite you know epic in its own way so when these guys were part of the indian locker room indian change room so we've all heard how divided it could be i mean of course they're professional they're putting india first but uh, in today's cricket i don't think we have that because uh, maybe it happens only for a fraction when you when the junior plays each other at a at the ranji level but once they play for india they cannot lose that rivalry because they are never going back to that you know if you are part of the permanent uh fixture of team like this only goes back to the dravid tendulkar era they all had great domestic records but once they start playing for india in the international cricket you know for 40 51 days a year this kind of change so let's look at the change like with bedi and gavaskar were rivals but then they were teammates you know what kind of energy was there in the dressing room what you have heard you know through others because once you are in the business you know you hear more stories that you know they don't get published so i know it's it's a little long drawn out question but i'm just trying to like focus on you know when rivals became teammates and then you know that kind of element is missing today it probably happens in the ipl but uh, i'm talking about first class cricket to test match cricket yes see the, this rivalry was very healthy rivalry lot of mutual respect uh gavaskar rated bedi very high and bedi rated gavaskar very high the other, i i mean a few months ago i did an interview a long long form interview with bedi sir where he said i asked him about uh, mr gavaskar he said he'll be my batsman to save my if i have to save my life uh he will be the batsman to 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 i will pick because he will he says he hasn't seen a more correct batsman than mr gavaskar I mean, imagine Bedi sir has seen so many of them, and he rates uh, Gavaskar the highest. He says champion batsman. The other day, I had gone to meet him at his house, 
I, he just stumbled upon, I showed him some pictures from my phone book and he, st he stopped at Gavaskar and he said, champion batsman. Because if you know, Bedi sir is recovering from a surgery now. So I've just gone to see him. And, uh, and Gavaskar also, Mr. Gavaskar also has some very, very kind words for Bishan Bedi, his bowling, his art of uh, foxing a batsman. And uh, there was this in, in episode of, uh, you know, Mr. Gavaskar being uh, short of confidence at before the oval uh, test match in 1979 and uh, there was this incident uh, Bedi sir narrated where he was not unhappy he was very unhappy with his batting and he just came out of the nets and then Bedi sir went to him he was not the captain Mr. Venkatraagan was the captain and Bedi sir drove it to into his head that you are the one we need you are the one who are going to save us who will take on this challenge and uh, it transformed Gavaskar and look at the 221 he produced uh, after that net practice session where he didn't want to bat. He was he was probably not middling the ball well and uh, he was not happy with this timing, but uh, what a fabulous innings he produced. So uh, uh, it was to India's um, uh, cricket uh, benefit that Mr. Bedi and Gavaskar were there for so long playing together, uh, performing with the bat and the ball and um, backing each other. And um, even today, even today, uh, they have mutual respect for each other. Um, uh, and it's 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 my fortune having known them from close and and the fact that how much value they gave for each other's contribution to Indian cricket, uh, Gavaskar and Bishan Bedi, they are two pillars of Indian cricket if you look at it. Absolutely, without a doubt. So let's take the Bedi legacy forward. You know the the Ranji team of uh, the mid '80s. This is where I think Bedi was still active, or maybe was a coach. Let's talk about through the lens of KP Bhaskar, uh, Raman Lamba, Maninder Singh, that group. So connect connect the dots here. I mean, was this like a continuation of the Bedi team? You know, just the team got young blood and got more competitive. Was it just carrying the legacy forward or, or, or did the Delhi program actually pick up? They didn't need players from outside. Again, my, my knowledge is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because you mentioned some players came from Punjab and Chauhan came from Maharashtra. So let's talk about the KP Bhaskar, Raman Lamba, that era. And then I have a few questions on KP Bhaskar, because that's a name that kept coming up in our circles, even though we were obsessed with international cricket. But that's a name, you know, I remember we would discuss in school bus conversations. You know, because someone would know more about the domestic scene and he's one guy who didn't play for India. But let's talk about the mid-80s, Delhi to the early 90s, that group of players. Oh, yes. Um, again, let me tell you that uh, Bedi sir did bring these players uh, from uh, from Punjab, especially. And only one player from uh, Maharashtra, that was Mr. Chauhan. And they became an integral part of uh, Delhi cricket. Uh, they stayed on and uh, brought glory to uh, Delhi. And in the process, they passed on that legacy to this group where Raman Lamba, Ajay Sharma, Manoj Prabhakar, K.P. Bhaskar, Maninder Singh, Sanjeev Sharma, Atul Vasan. They were all part of a group, you know, Kirti Azad, of course, who played with Bedi sir and then continued. Uh, then Madanlal also continued after Bedi sir retired. Vivek Razdan. Vivek Razan came much later. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he came much later. And um, uh, and there were many of them. And Gursharan Singh, who played for Delhi and migrated to Punjab. And that's another story we can talk someday. And how how Bedi sir also went to Punjab and it won its first Ranji Trophy title. That was again only and only because of uh, Mr. Bedi's dedication and, and how the time he spent with the team. 
and how he taught them to win a title the way he had taught delhi how to win a title so uh, i have some fantastic memories and all the names which i have taken except madipa who's, who i can't call him my friend i respect him but we have very 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 close relationship all the others are my friends kirti azad ajay sharma sanjeev sharma like i said manoj shobhakar uh, all the cricketers from that era are we continue to be very good friends and kp bhaskar is very very dear to me uh, we played uh, in teenage years i remember we played uh, together he was playing for sonet i was playing for different different clubs and um, a couple of times we did come across, come across each other um, i'll narrate one incident there was this game where uh, a thick uh, edge taken by the wicket keeper standing up and kp bhaskar had slipped and um, <laughs> um, um the ball they when they appealed the umpire didn't give, I, i he didn't give me out because he was a friend of mine um, honestly and bhaskar said yaar tere ko sharam nahi hai itna mota hai jab tu chala ja bahar i also laughed only the other day i was reminding him that incident and uh, and then another time again i was like before uh, um, i was not given an out on the back foot and then umpire, uh, bhaskar shouting from from the first slip to tarak sina who was sitting outside the ground the coach he says coach sir yahan to bold bold ki ho rahi hai bas so that was you know <laughs> but yeah that's the kind of cricket we played no, we love you. so like in school bhaskar is a dear friend i have followed his career very closely and if there was ever a most unfortunate cricketer never to have played for india it will always be kp bhaskar he has exceptional batting skills he was an exceptional fielder and very good cricketing acumen if you see after his retirement he has gone on to be a very very good coach he is he's been regular at the national cricket academy at the zonal cricket academy as a batting batting coach he has worked with so many of them including uh, uh, shubman gill who is now uh, making waves uh, rishab pant has uh, benefited from uh, uh, baskar's uh, counseling as delhi coach so he spent the whole season and i remember bhaskar telling me ki this boy my god he is going to rewrite many batting record and the way batting is uh, you bat i mean the way he bats his bat swing power generated from his shoulders and his fearless attitude is bhaskar says he reminds me a lot of uh, virat kohli in his initial years he was a very uh, attacking batsman then of course uh, uh, sachin tendulkar he is not comparing him but he says he has the same attitude to win matches and read the game read the situation so beautifully so bhaskar has a good cricket mind and uh, they were very, they have been they were very unfair to him so many tours i remember when they would announce the team he would be the first reserve second reserve it so happened i think it was a 1985 tour to tour to australia where he was the second reserve i think and uh, yeah and the first reserve went something like that because i like to i don't remember and there another time when he was the first reserve to colombo sri lanka nobody got injured so not that he would have prayed for somebody to get injured so he gets an opportunity but nobody got injured uh, and it was very unfortunate that every time they would expect him to score more in bone runs i will tell you an anecdote where he was told by a very high ranking board official in bombay bhaskar 200 ko har koi karta hai 300 banao oh. can you imagine 300 banao i mean that board official would wouldn't have made 25 runs in his club match and he wanted kp bhaskar to score a triple 
to to kind of qualify for selection for india i mean that was ridiculous uh, thing to say but of course vaskar took it in his stride and he he he, he produced some many uh, uh, epic innings in domestic cricket and he continued to serve delhi cricket with a lot of loyalty he had offers from other teams to go and come and play for them but he never went out of delhi uh, at delhi believe me i still maintain he was considered an outsider because he was a madrasi you know oh ye to madrasi hai delhi ka nahi hai so it went against him and he always remained an outsider even when he became a coach he remained an outsider he was taken then 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 excluded then again taken so three seasons but uh, he delivered every time he was thrown the challenge and uh, to me um, i would love to see another uh, i would say if i were to be born again i would love to be kp bhaskar's friend from childhood and i would love to see uh, bhaskar wearing india colors because he has been extremely unfortunate uh, uh, that he never played for india again you know like that's uh, one benefit of this era you know with ipl and the multiple formats and you know cricket growing in a different direction of course there's a opportunity cost that top players don't play domestic cricket same in england or in australia i think that's how the calendar is but it's fair to say again maybe not accurate but if kp bhaskar's era had the similar level of cricket you know he would have played for india in at least one format or the other because you look at the pool of players we have right now the bench is deeper of course there's healthy competition you know someone who gets on the bench then does get relegated because there's indian cricket team right now is it is it speak in terms of you know bench strength and talent so yeah it's kind of kind of the ironic uh, story and hopefully you know that uh, 300 by now kind of mindset has changed because i think cricket is a lot more professional now you, so you would think you would like to believe you know these kind of uh, you know excuses or these kind of benchmarks uh, don't exist so another question i have is you know we all talk about virat kohli the delhi wala attitude but you know what i remember with my limited you know knowledge of the 80s or early 90s when i saw the guys like of the late raman lamba or ajay sharma bat they were different in their batting approach this, uh, say compared to some of the established members in the team like dilip vengsarkar or their contemporary sanjay manjrekar so even i could tell even though my technical knowledge still remains pretty low that the delhi school of bat- batting was a little different than the bombay school of batting so what is your what is your memory of you know was there uh, a sense of bravado or sense of uh, stroke play that the delhi players played and i'm sure it has carried on over to the rishabh pants and the virat kohlis of today was there a connection there you know how delhi style of batting was always different than the bombay style of batting always there was a lot of stroke play there was a lot of guts there was a lot of i would say uh, uh, the, the names you took uh, people like raman lamba and ajay sharma i have seen myself at the ground they drew their inspiration they were in awe of mohinder amarnath mohinder amarnath was the man who triggered this batting revolution before him if you see you won't find many uh, cricketers uh, uh, having that kind of attitude that kind of talent and um, and 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 the guts to play fast bowling he is the one who taught them i remember uh, sakib i can tell you there were many many practice sessions i would go uh, there would be a chair and i would sit on that chair just me and the delhi team mohinder ravana that batting practice and raman lamba 
Ajay Sharma, K.P. Bhaskar, Manoj Prabhakar, of course, used to bowl to him. They would just stand and watch in awe. Just watch him bat and learn. It was it was an education. Just And then when they were batting, Mohinder would watch them, teach them, correct them. You know, he took such great interest. So uh, uh, apart from Bedi sir, Madhipa, of course, Madhipa's, Madhipa's spirit, uh, he had the spirit. Uh, that is what he imbibed in this uh, Delhi team of his team and the coming teams uh, because he was a coach and then he was a selector. But Mohinder Ramarnath to me was the pillar of strength uh, which actually inspired uh, batsmen in Delhi to play like he did with courage, with consistency and uh, the strong belief that you they could take on any bowler. And then his fitness uh, regime after the game he would be he would run around the boundary joining him would be Raman Lamba Ajay Sharma Ajay Sharma would be the first to go out and then Raman Lamba would go out and then Raman Lamba alone uh, another taking three another uh, three rounds so he was a fitness freak he taught the team to be fit and that's what Bedi sir also did in later years uh, with Delhi and Punjab the players even today they say today if we are fit if we are not on the bed, we have not taken to the bed. It is only and only because of Bedi sir and his and his very very demanding harsh fitness regime, which helped them uh, to be on their feet even now. But uh, to me, Mohind Amarnath, Virat Kohli, yes, but Virat Kohli did not inspire uh, Delhi players to come and bat like him because he hardly spends time with them. I will not blame him, but to me, the greatest uh, batsman. Delhi not zone, and of course, one of the greatest India has seen is Mohinder Ramanath. No, Jimmy Ramanath again uh, is is one of the best players of fast bowling, and you know all those uh, all those anecdotes and you know sc- scorecards and memories are still fresh because you know those who are around my age group see, seen him play the likes of West Indies and Imran, and and his stuff is right up there, and his ability to play the short ball he was a little ahead of his time. So it's it's very fascinating what you just said, and we all know these things. But once you are in this conversation, you start thinking. Like today, you know, of course, there's an evolution. You know, I don't want to discount what where we are, but there is a connection because Virat Kohli's legacy will be, I think, leaving a very fit Indian team, and I'm sure the generations come will take it forward because there was no Gavaskar, there would have been no Tendulkar, and similarly, if there was no Tendulkar, there would not have been a Rohit Sharma or a Virat Kohli. That's a given. We all know that. That's how sports transcends. But I think these small details, like uh, Jimmy Amanath and Ajay Sharma running extra laps, that time the game wasn't as professional. So the leaders were the coaches or the captains, and they're setting these benchmarks. Today we live in this information era where you know even a hack like me, I can go on YouTube and correct my forehand because there's so many videos, so much information available. You know, I just have to invest time and I, I will become a different player. Of course, I won't become fast or I won't become unflat-footed, but I can learn a forehand, you know, because I'm a tennis player first. Sorry, it's a cricket podcast, but that's the example that could come to mind. So it's very, you know, thought-provoking how some of these guys were ahead of its time, you know, and same can be said of Azaruddin. Again, you know, like we totally, you know, going in a different direction, like his fielding and his his fitness and his natural ability. That was just refreshing to remember, to seeing that in the 80s in Indian team, because he was just, you know, apart from the other players. So again, we, we won't digress to Azhar. I've spoken a lot here, but uh, we can do another broadcast, especially on Azhar and that era, because, you know, with you, I think the options are unlimited. But again, going back to Amanath and the fitness uh, 
anecdote you just provided that just speaks volume it's not even a question that's just like i'm marveling wow you know like sometimes we lose track of how the sport evolved today we take these things for granted you know everybody's so fit they have access to the gym and you know cricketers are just like modern athletes in that era you can't compare cricketers to world class athletes because it was about skill now skill and fitness coexist so yeah that's that, that's wonderful sorry i went on a monologue you were the you're the guest and i'm stealing time here so no 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 nice i'm enjoying no no but let, let's uh, uh, look at uh, what you told about kp bhaskar you know again this this was a player in our limited exposure we we would always hear the names because i was not say we were casual fans but the information we had was a lot l- less than it's available today so we knew that he was one name that he should have played for india so through your memory banks are there any other players who dominated the domestic circuit and didn't play for india you know or maybe yes. played little for india because you know playing for india is like you know no matter how good you are is still winning the lottery ticket it's just there's no other way to put it that has to be yeah. one of the most competitive teams to make <clears throat> in all sports sorry that list can be long but sakib quickly let me tell you one thing azhar will definitely have an, have a, have uh, another episode because i take pride in the fact that he is a very dear friend and to me he was magical whether he batted or he fielded and he bowled also he took great pride in calling himself a bowler also you know so he said he would always say bhai wo logon ko bolo main bowling mein dalta tha so so he and then jimmy amarnath let me quickly tell you at nets he would keep an eye on raman lamba and tell him tera pair aage nahi aa raha hai out ho jayega jaldi tu so which means that he has watched amar lamba was uh, like a bicycle in his footwork so he is warning him to move his feet properly and then he would tell ajay fir se shot mara to agle match mein point pe uth jayega so he had that kind of reading so ajay sharma cut out that shot out of fear you know that jimmy pane bola hai ki ye shot mar dunga to point pe uth jaunga so that kind of training coaching guidance went into a net session at a domestic cricket match they did not have cricket analysts they did not have this paraphernalia of such a big support staff right and uh, they had just one man jimmy amarnath or one man mr baby or madanlal you know madipa would tell ke uh, you know he would say ki look i i i i don't think you are playing uh, uh, pace well so uh, because what they would do they would bowl from 20 yards to prepare the team for somebody if they were going to face a fast bowler in the match so that kind of training went into schedule and um, and, and just out of context uh, sakib Uh, imagine watching players like gavaskar wingsarkar sandeep patil ashok mankad ravi shastri sandhu rajukul karni they were playing regularly for their teams rajbini gundappa vishwanath kermani uh, uh, brijesh patel and the delhi team was full of test players so we were lucky to watch such players on the circuit whether we were journalists or not first as spectators cricket fans and then later years as journalists so i mean they, i can never forget sakib there was this one game i've just written on the scoreboard for you where you know delhi batted first and made 429 in an irani cup at the ferusha kotla and rest of india was bowled out for 267 so which means they had a 162 runs lead they made 258 in the second inning the target was 421 to win and rest of india won shrikant went after the bowlers Oh my God! Patil was there, and Ashok Malhotra scored a 
firing 116 so i have be i have watched such games they were like a test match you can say they were like a glorified one day international that game became a one day international the way they went after the uh, uh, delhi bowling so uh, yes i mean uh, those that the, the era in that cricket was very very rich not just uh, international even domestic but talking of some of the players who i thought kp waskar will always be very high he almost played sakib if you remember he was to replace azhar in the one day match next day and it rained i mean what a travesty what a tragedy when bhaskar says when i open the window i just saw clouds oh man and i knew that uh, my debut will not happen and that's what happened after a while it started pouring so there was no game the match was washed out but some players i watched amol muzumdar at faridabad that uh, big century which he made hari gidwani has been a friend again a very a very stylish batsman never to have played for india s sharat again a very stylish left hander from tamil nadu never to played for india mithun manhas a very consistent a very good uh, middle order batsman he could not play for india then two spinners of course they will tell you about rajinder goel saab and uh, they'll tell you about shivalkar saab they uh, uh, they never got to play yes uh, we know that but there were two bowlers who were equally good sarkar talwar saab from haryana who has three times five wicket hauls against bombay west zone so you can imagine he was get he was bowling best against the best and my dear friend rajinder singh hans not because he is a dear friend he became friend after he retired but as a bowler he was rated very high and he should have played for india and there will be many more names kailash gattani was one whom mr gavaskar believes Uh, definitely should have played for india fabulous medium pacer uh, so names i mean uh, different people will give you give you different names but these are the names i thought deserved definitely deserved to play for india they would have brought glory to the team no i think very well said again uh, what you just said about the kp bhaskar rain and the azhar episode that just sometimes puts things in perspective as fans you know uh, again we can debate and that's why we are fans we look things from far and we are very objective sometimes and sometimes we're quick to just say score drop karo and you know he didn't perform a lot of times again you know we are giving up our day to watch a match and you know we, but these careers have so many you know there's so much at stake so much work has gone and then uh, if you look at kp bhaskar it's ironic it just totally it just you know the words i'm left is a cliche it was just not meant to be because yes. you know it's a, it's a career that we've looked back and the numbers are there and and no names but i think lesser men might have played for india and you know that's how happens every walk of life if someone eventually just gets denied somehow you don't uh, and the, even the decision makers didn't know at that time that this person would never play forever you know maybe they thought okay iska chance aayega but not for this match and that's how these things go and the only example again it's very different example what happened in indian cricket again like a big digression pardon me but i think that's what you are implanting you know these ideas when i'm processing what you're saying ritiman saha is a great great keeper and sometime when i look at him at the dugout and this indian team of course they all paid very well that part is taken care of you know like no cricketer you know who's you know played domestic or ipl you know it's a career now but what the ascendance of rishav pant in the last few months may very well have closed the doors you know for saha he might travel abroad be in the touring party unless there's an injury pant is a favorite cricketer i wish never uh, you know injury but i think that's how fine line i, I think there is because saha was the best gloveman in the world even virat kohli backing him but now slowly pant has grabbed that chance and has elevated what that keeping position means 
And through that lens, if you look at, you know, that's how competitive the sport has been. And we all know, like, you know, Azhar and Raman Lamba, you know, in Pakistan, right? Azhar was dropped, was going to be dropped for the first and only time, you know, in his illustrious career up to the point. And then, you know, as destiny would have it, you know, he played that match and scored a bunch of 35 and 37, then scores 100 in Faisalabad, and the rest is history. So, again, these, these are limited examples of the people I know or most fans know. But I think for every cricketer, there's a story. You know, and, and it's so fascinating what you just said, made me think. And again, this is an outpour of digression, but I think that's what, you know, this team game is, you know, like, and these are like soldiers that keep marching on and they wait for the chance. And for some, that chance never comes. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take this one away, you know, because I remember KP Bhaskar was in the mix, but thanks for bringing the, that back, you know, that rain thing. I totally forgotten that he was this close to be getting the India cap. And, you know, as we have it now, you know, he, he's one of those select few who didn't quite you know, make it. It's like you said, I mean, what is Kismet? It is written by some selector who himself was not a patch on uh, KP Bhaskar as a cricketer, right? If he is to come sit and decide KP Bhaskar's destiny, then I'm sorry. I mean, then KP Bhaskar doesn't deserve to play for India. And look at look at how his career as a coach has happened. I mean, all kinds of people have gone on to get IPL contracts, but not KP Bhaskar. Because nobody speaks for him. He is as good in tactics as any other coach sitting there. But because he has not played for India, so that stamp is there. Somebody has played for India, but he's just sitting in the dugout, sitting and clapping. That's all he does. No other contribution to the tactic of, of, of the franchisee. Because they have to have a certain number of support staff, so they will do it. But not KP Bhaskar. I mean, not one franchisee has ever thought of this man who is a prime who is a respected coach at the National Cricket Academy and you think he cannot be given a contract. Ranji winning captain. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, ridiculous. So, I, I sometimes I feel I get very angry and you talked of Saha. Even today, he's the best wicketkeeper. If you ask me, he's the best wicketkeeper. But, but Pant uh, takes it away or took it away uh, only and only because of his fabulous batting. Right? Yeah, he made that category into something else, you know, like job requirement. Now the future generations, you know, and that's what the evolution is, you know. First, we thought there's one Adam Gilchrist, then one Mahindra Singh Dhoni. And there's one keeper, but I think that may be the direction we are heading. You know, it's an all-round sport. And one of the days when, you know, like you can be a specialist. Again, so another thought that came to my mind about the selectors you were saying, Mahindra Manal famously said, you know, that line, you know, bunch of jokers. Uh, so if you use that example, what used to happen for selection policy or like who makes the cut, who doesn't make the cut, how has the overall selection policy from your vantage point improved? You know, uh, do we see these kind of debacles or we don't see them because there are more openings to play for India? So there are not many KP Baskers going around now. I'll tell you off late. The thing is, this, the policy of uh, selectors is that if Sakib is from North Zone, he will not watch North Zone matches. He will watch South Zone matches. And Vijay Lokapal is from South Zone. I will watch West Zone matches. So that takes away the regional bias out, which is a very good trend. So these uh, last two selection committees have been very good. They have had no regional biases to uh, push. And they have picked players on merit. They go and watch matches. Uh, They have to travel extensively. They all make their notes. They have respect for each other. Uh, so that is the best thing. The, the character of the selection committee has changed. If you see 
today and this selection committee sakeb they are all bowlers the current selection committee of indian uh, team at indian cricket the senior selection committee are all bowlers so they are going to think very differently but they are they are, they are on the right line they are given break they are giving breaks to the players at the right time and they are all performing and they are backing the players it is not that they are just picking them and dropping them and picking them and dropping them no they are all getting their chances they are all in the scheme of things to various uh, assignments down the down the line this season so selections have changed from the earlier times and i will tell you one quickly one example there was a north zone uh, meeting at uh, at ferosha kotla and it ended with ajay sharma dropped ajay sharma dropped from the north zone team so i remember uh, i asked the uh, chairman uh, i said ki how could you drop ajay sharma he says won delhi wale ne naam hi liya are delhi wale ne naam liya you are the north zone selector Uh, chairman of the north zone team you should have picked him you should have said if he was good so there was dharna and there was protest in this and that and you know sakeb that season ajay sharma ended up playing for india man who began who was not considered for north, north zone, zone team yeah. uh, because who delhi ka selector did not push him in the selection committee so that is how selection used to go so i marvel at kishan rumta from rajasthan who who gave an idea he said let the selection committee be recorded or let there be a live telecast then you will see how the selections happen and who are the good selectors that was a brilliant idea you if if you record their uh, if you video record their meeting you will get to know the truth how one particular selector will fight and fight and fight for one player only how can they do Well, four others are saying this. He, this player can't find a place in the team. So these are all. There are many such stories. But uh, I like Kishan Rumta's idea. It was almost 50, 20 years ago. He said, "Let us have a live selection of one selection committee for the cricket lovers to know how the teams are picked." Good idea. Uh, no, that, that's incredible because again, uh, you know, as, as fans, we've always had opinions, and you know, Indian team is world class now. But again, you know, people my age and you know, or slightly younger, you know, we've all had our uh disagreements with the selection and you know have considered some of it as you know comical but again you know there's that's someone's job and the older i got you know you start recognizing even some errors might have had some madness so you, that's a benefit you try to give them so let's wrap this conversation up with again mr bedi you know who's had like a mercurial you know personality but also a very colorful relation with the so called administrators so if you want to talk about some of his uh off playing off the field equations with the delhi board and you know some of his uh, again the floor is yours because i know you know the man well and i'm a big fan so fill us in in whatever way you know when bedi again led the fight to the administrators you know when he was done playing see people say sakib that he is outspoken actually he speaks the truth so if being speaking the truth is being outspoken then let it be that's what mr bedi is he is always stood up for the players even as a captain he would always fight for the players he led a revolt against <clears throat> the delhi uh, uh, association uh, in his playing days demanding uh, uh, a good uh, fee for the players good travelling um, arrangements good accommodation for the players you know uh, uh, official would give, go and stay in a five star and the players would be staying in a second star team even when they are representing delhi so he has been a very vocal he is if he has been 
if you think he is controversial, I'm sorry, he has not been controversial. He has been truthful, and uh, uh, he is a man of principles. And uh, believe me, Sakib, I have not come across a cricketer who laughs at himself. That is Mr. Bishan Singh. He can laugh at himself. He he will tell you incidents which only he would know. He need not share with you where he would have been embarrassed by somebody. Imagine. So how many would do that? And and he is out and out a cricket person. He he cannot live without cricket. And that day, I must share you. Uh, he was um, on um, in the hospital uh, a day before the uh, surgery. And he called me, and uh, we were talking. We got talking. I said, "Sir, wish you all the best." There's that. He says, oh, "Vijay, when is the test happening?" I said, "Sir, the test will happen. You'll get to see it on TV." He says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are playing an away test <laughs> because there was talk of a green top against the England team. So for him, green top in India is an away test. So uh, he says, "Yeah, who all are likely to play?" So we discussed. So even when he was preparing for a heart surgery, his mind was on cricket. So he had to, uh, I mean, hats off. And every second day, Sakib, I am very, very honored and privileged and fortunate that I have had conversations with him. Uh, of late, he is unwell. He is recovering from the heart surgery. So I miss his morning messages. I miss his cricket conversation. But it's been a great education talking to him always.